Curating a life of joy that is authentic, bold, and purposeful takes courage and confidence. The Joy Curator is a business brand, podcast, and lifestyle, and I'm your host, Kimberly Joy Evans, entertaining enthusiast, girl mama, and business consultant for heart-centered women specializing in PR, content creation, marketing strategies, business systems, time management, and making it fun. Join me for happy hour as I bring you conversations with entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary world changers who have gotten to where they are through their authenticity, truth-telling, and commitment to showing up. I'm here to show you how to expand your confidence, your life, and business as I navigate day-to-day life alongside with you, even when it's hard. No matter who you are, where you are from, or what you do for a living, my hope is that you will feel challenged to look within yourself, feel inspired, change your fears for courage, and know that you have a choice on how you show up. So let's curate some joy. Today on the Joy Curator Podcast, we are continuing our series on the joy of purposeful productivity by talking today about how to recover quickly when you get derailed. Let me guess, every time you try to relax, you feel guilty, maybe even lazy, like you should be doing something more productive instead, or maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed and easily distracted. Should I check emails, respond to texts, answer that Instagram message? You want to be present with your family, but when you're with them, you're thinking of what you need to remember to do for work later once the kids are in bed. You feel like you're working all the time, but never getting ahead. Your bank account and your joy meter are just not aligning. Girl, you're not alone. So many smart, hardworking, and brilliant women like you are stuck in the same cycle of overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I was there too, and when it creeps back up on me, I now know how to make it stop fast. I reveal it all and create a step-by-step simple process specific to your life and business in the Joy Curator 12-Week Signature Program. I know, I know there are lots of things that may be stopping you from committing, but if you are ready to feel more energized, confident, and excited about your life and business, and are ready to actively take ownership for up-leveling, increasing your revenue and joy, then just take the plunge. 12 weeks surrounded by support to take back your life, find joy in your business again, and spend more time deciding on what actually brings you joy instead of just working in circles. As a listener of the Joy Curator podcast, use the code JUMPFORJOY300 to get $300 off this signature program. And now, back to the show. I don't know about you, but this fall, as things have started up and kids' activities and work and everything in between has honestly just started to feel a bit overwhelming. And It's hard because sometimes I feel like even the things that feel really good can feel overwhelming when there's just so much on the go. So I am wanting this short and sweet episode today to give you permission to listen to your intuition and your feelings and to really start paying attention to yourself and what you need on any given day. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I am just so grateful for all of you who are sharing the Joy Curator podcast with your people and your world. I am grateful for the reviews. And I saw reviews on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify that I didn't even know were there. So it's just incredible um, to see how many of you have left these beautiful reviews, which I'm just so thankful for. And I love it when I get to meet listeners, bump into you on the street, get messages on Instagram. So if you are a Joy Curator podcast listener, please tell me you're a Joy Curator podcast listener if we bump into each other because I want to give you a big hug. 
So today, I often get asked how to recover quickly when you feel derailed. As I meet with women in business who are just creating such beautiful businesses and managing so much in their home life and trying to keep personal and professional just all organized, it's not a wonder that things can derail us. And I think one of the mistakes that we often make is to not lean into the feelings that come up for us when we're feeling derailed. Maybe you get a negative email from a client or a friend, or maybe you just had a disagreement with someone you're close to, or your child just acted out and blamed you for something, and you're just left feeling hurt, confused, and derailed. I believe the number one thing to do when we're feeling derailed is, as hard as it is, just to kind of lean into that hurt. Uh... I I don't believe in bottling things up. And I think when our lives are full and we have a lot on the go, it can sometimes feel easier to bottle it up um, and stuff it down and wish it away rather than leaning into it and actually feeling it. I know for myself, I sometimes feel like I don't have time to deal with this right now. My feelings are hurt, but okay, I'll just stuff it down and we'll deal with this later. And I got myself into a lot of trouble earlier this uh, year when I was physically down for the count for almost 12 weeks. And that has never happened to me in my entire life before, where I noticed that things that were going on mentally, emotionally in my life manifested into physical pain and inability to carry on with life the way that I was used to. And so I feel like I'm taking this um, to heart in a whole new way uh, because that was honestly some of the worst 12 weeks of my entire life. And how my body just shut down made me listen more because it said, nope, you are not going to just keep pushing forward. You are going to deal with the feelings and the things that are going on. And yeah, I was forced to. And so it's really changed my perspective on how I manage my feelings and my emotions in my business, in my life now. So when you're leaning into those feelings, what do we mean by that? So it might mean like you're actually shedding some tears. Maybe you're calling a friend just to talk it out. Maybe you're writing down your feelings in a journal about just how sad or mad or frustrated you are. Maybe you're setting up an appointment with your therapist. Maybe you're just going for a walk to clear your head. It depends on the situation as to how you cope. But we've had to learn, I've had to learn time and time again that life doesn't go as planned. And having the planner title as a part of my career for so many years, um, I've really had to start accepting the fact that life doesn't go as planned. And Once I finally could get it through my head that life doesn't go as planned and I could start accepting that as the truth and I could understand that every single day there's probably going to be numerous things that could potentially happen that might derail me, that might, you know, just not feel good necessarily. It's allowed me to lean into that is life. 
rather than feeling surprised by the fact that the day hadn't gone perfectly. Like, oh, if we could just get through today without this, this, and this potentially happening. Well, that's just not the reality. When you are putting yourself out there in the world, when you are working a career, owning a business, raising a family, building relationships, friendships, family relationships, it's just, that is just the nature of being human. And I have started to learn about myself some of the things that really can derail me quickly. And now that I know that about myself, I am able to better cope when those things come up. So for me, when my time is being wasted, I know, I know we talk about time management all of the time. And that's part, I think, of what where my triggers come from and why I'm just so passionate about you feeling um, in charge of your own time and feeling empowered by how you spend your time is that for me, when my time is being wasted by circumstances or people or things that just feel kind of disrespectful to my time, I can get derailed really quickly. And so this, sometimes I think by leaning into what frustrates you or what derails you can actually on the flip side, help you understand what your values actually are. So for me, I know that I value my time. My time is my most priceless commodity. And That might be different for you and you might have different values, but if you can really think for yourself um, about what is important to you and where and when you notice yourself getting derailed, maybe you can think back to even maybe today already or wherever you're listening to this. Maybe you're driving right now and something has happened. Maybe you were trying to get the kids out the door in the morning and things just weren't going as planned. Or maybe there was different circumstances that have come across um, your life in the last week where you just all of a sudden felt off track. Something didn't feel good inside of you. You were having feelings that felt uncomfortable. Maybe your feelings felt hurt. Maybe you were taken off guard by something that someone said to you. And just being aware when this happens really gives you a lot of insight to yourself and how your values play into what's important to you. So knowing what might trigger you as you think about all of these things is really important. And then having a tool chest of recovery tools ready to go is also equally as important. And this tool chest can be things that you can preemptively do when you maybe know and you can plan that you're going into a situation that might feel like you're getting derailed. It could be aftercare of things that you might need to do that you just know for yourself, okay, you can't predict when something's going to happen, but you can know what you're going to do when you feel like this so that you can help get yourself back on track quicker and not let it ruin the rest of your day or the rest of your week or heaven forbid, the rest of your month. Getting derailed is normal. And I use normal as quote unquote, because everything that you do is normal. That is you. Whatever works for you is your normal. And there is nothing wrong with getting derailed and feeling all kinds of feelings about how maybe you wished certain circumstances would have gone or not gone. And the part that gets challenging is when you make choices on how you react because of getting derailed, 
Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone has ever gotten in trouble for feeling angry or upset or sad or frustrated. That is just a part of being human. But the issue lies in how we react. And I am the queen of overreacting in the past. That was my go-to. I would get angry. I would raise my voice. I think back to times when my kids were really little and I just, I didn't have a, a handle on what appropriate emotional regulation looked like then. I thought that it was appropriate to raise my voice and yell when something upset me or triggered me or didn't go my way. That was just what I knew. And so for me, that's been something that I have spent a lot of time working on. And I would say in the last five years, I have felt a huge shift in this inside me. And it's something that I keep accountability on with my kids specifically, where I'll just say to them like, hey, this is something I'm working on. Have you noticed that when we're having conversations, I've been able to sort of be more regulated and not raise my voice and kind of just keep things in a level conversation and remove myself if I feel like I'm getting to the point where maybe I might react or say something that I just need to cool off first. And they've agreed. They've noticed hugely in it. And that makes me feel so good because it has really been something I've done a lot of personal growth on in order to add more tools to my own tool chest of resources um, that really helps me. So I want you to be able to build your own tool chest of resources that you can find helpful. And these are things that if you don't already have things that you practice, you might need just to try things to see what feels right for you and right for your particular situation um, to know what the right thing is to do when you feel derailed. I'll get back to the show in just a moment. How are you taking control of your schedule instead of your schedule taking control of you? Well, for me and my life and business, I use Asana. Asana is an easy to use online platform that helps you manage projects, tasks, and everything in between. Focus on what's important and organize it all in one place for seamless collaboration. Whether you are a team of one or 100, Asana will help you keep track and allow you to create more freedom and joy in your schedule. Click the link in the show notes for a free 30-day trial to see how Asana can elevate your business today. For myself, I do a lot of breath work and breathing exercises. I have dabbled in lots of different things. And I find for myself, I kind of have seasons of things that I do where I'll do something for a season. And then maybe I feel like I just need to pause on that for a bit and try something else. Something that's been incredibly helpful is the sessions that I've done of EFT, the emotional freedom techniques where you're tapping on your body. That's something that you can do anywhere. Um, and my dear friend, um, Carla does amazing, um, tapping work. Um, you can see things that I've posted about her in my Instagram, but, um, for myself, I do a lot of breath work. So I do this every morning. Sometimes even when I'm still just lying in bed, my alarm will go off or I'll have already woken up on my own. Um, and I'm just laying in bed and I'm not quite ready to get up yet, but I'll lay there and I'll just do my breathing exercises. And some of them are as simple as just like breathing in and extending your abdomen and letting it just be like fully raised, not tightening up, just letting it be. And then 
really releasing that breath and like blowing it out so you can like audibly hear the breath come out. Um, and just doing um, 10 to 15 sets of that. I've learned a lot about breath work from my daughter who has to do a lot of breath work and respiratory physio for her cystic fibrosis treatments. And being a part of appointments and different things that she's in with her respirology um, team and her um, respirology uh, physiotherapist, it's just amazing to me how much breathing the right way can calm down your nervous system. And especially if I wake up in the morning and I just feel like I'm for some reason waking up and just already having a lot of running thoughts going through my head, instead of just getting up and just like jumpstarting my day, I take the time to do the breath work and it really helps calm my entire body. And I do notice that it just has set the tone for the day then. And I find that for the rest of the day, I'm less reactive. And this can be done as many times as a day as you need to. If you're sitting at your desk, if you're going for a walk, if you are making dinner, if you're in a meeting, um, whatever feels right to you, you can really do some of these things at any point just to kind of keep yourself centered, keep yourself focused, and just in present moment. So another thing that I do a lot of that I keep in my tool chest of things is I walk. I know a lot of you know this already about me. If you follow me on Instagram, um, you will see that I love walking. Walking for me clears my head faster than almost anything. Um, and right now, as I am attempting to train for a big trek that I am going to um, in the desert coming up in <laughs> later this year, um, I really have been doing even more walking, but I walk almost every single day. And let me remind you that for those of you that are listening from afar, I live in one of the coldest places on earth during the winter months. There have been times where it is colder than the North Pole where I live and I still walk. So I, with much chagrin, got all the gear that was needed for every season even though I don't love owning winter gear, but it is required where I live. And I just make it something that I just do no matter what. And it always feels really good. And I gear up and I walk even when I don't want to, because I can already feel and visualize how good I will feel during and after my walk. And so that's what I kind of use to like help my brain get into the zone. If I don't feel like gearing up and going for a walk, I'll just try to reflect on, oh, but I know how good that feels and how clear I'll feel afterwards. And sometimes that's enough if I don't feel like walking to get myself out there anyways. And another tool that I practice, and I do believe that this is a practice, just the, the same way I believe that joy is a lifestyle and it is not a feeling. You can be happy, sad, angry, mad, and still live a joy-filled life is really just the act of maintaining a positive attitude. And I, I don't mean toxic positivity, like trying to act happy even though you are completely derailed. That is not what I mean. I mean the exact opposite. I mean, let's say you had a really uncomfortable conversation with someone in your personal or professional life um, that maybe came up really unexpectedly and you just feel completely rattled. Perhaps you are feeling hot, uncomfortable, your heart might be racing, your thoughts are spinning, and you just don't know what to do. 
and what I have started to do in those circumstances, if I find myself in a situation like that, is nothing external for the moment. I don't feel the need to reply. I used to think everything needed to happen immediately. And that was where I think some of my negative reactions would come from is that I felt like I was being put into a situation where I needed to reply right away, whether it was in person or to an email or to a text message. And I've realized that I don't actually have to do that. You can, you don't have to do anything out of haste or anger, but you can just feel those feelings. So you might be feeling incredibly angry or frustrated or really sad. And I now just let myself feel those feelings, doing the things that I need from my tool chest before I actually consider what I need to do to handle the situation. First, I just need to help myself calm down. Um, So going for a walk, calling a friend, doing some breath work, whatever that might be in the moment, depending on the circumstances. And once I feel more calm, which may not be quickly, I may not be calm for a while, but the other thing that I do is once I am calm, I try putting myself into the other person's shoes in the conversation. This is so much easier said than done. And this needs to happen from a calm place. I think it is impossible to put ourselves or feel empathy towards somebody else when we are at a 10. How would I feel if I were them? Did what they say actually have merit? Were they being honest with me out of love? Do they know me well enough to have even had this conversation with me? Is there anything that I could take from what they said or wrote to me and work on because perhaps it was true and I needed to hear this even though it felt uncomfortable? You get to let your intuition be the guide on whether this was something that you actually need to learn and lean into or perhaps you just need to let go because this was coming from a place that was actually not for you. Being able to reframe it in a more positive light rather than just being angry for the sake of being angry never really gets to the bottom of something uncomfortable. And I know for myself, and I'm wondering if you've maybe felt the same way, but when I need to learn something in my life and I am trying to be taught something, whether I want to or not, I will notice more and more situations happening to me on a daily or weekly basis that will evoke the exact emotion or virtue that I am wanting to be better at. So if I am thinking to myself, wow, I am really wishing that I was more patient. I will notice so many things that come up if I'm paying attention that are testing my patience because the only way to actually be better at something is to practice at it. So be careful what you wish for, because that is how it works when you actually put your intention towards something and your energy towards it, you will notice it come back and it's going to be harder before it's easier. But I promise you this, um, even amidst it feeling frustrating, I sometimes find myself laughing because when this happens, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know that it's being tested and I know that what I have wished for to work on for myself, I am just right in the throes of. So 
I encourage you to continue exploring and being mindful of what tools you need to collect for your own toolbox. I mentioned the breath work, the walking, the positive attitude is just a few that I work on for myself. Um, but you can figure out what that feels like for you and start to feel empowered when derailing situations arise, which I can promise you they will. <laughs> and Really figure out what this looks like for you and what you need to kind of have in your back pocket so that when situations come up, you can become quicker at being more resilient and letting go of the things that don't matter and leaning into the things that you need to feel out and being able to continue to move forward and feeling aligned is to all of the things that you have going on in your life. I will see you again next week for another episode Thank you so much to those of you who have made the Joy Curator podcast your weekly companion. Now let's go out and curate some joy. It would mean the world to me if you would take time to quickly subscribe, rate, and review the Joy Curator podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on whatever platform you choose. Reviews are selected to be read on the show, and when you submit a review, you're automatically entered to win a prize just for writing a review. If you enjoy an episode and want to continue the conversation, I would love to see a screenshot on your Instagram stories and tag the Joy Curator podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our Joy Curator community.